from the male's perspective, whether you're, they're in a relationship or not, even if they see a good looking girl pass by, they will look and the first initial reaction they'll have in their mind is probably like, I would definitely fuck her. I'm gonna stay single for the rest of my life. How about no, you? No, but no, it's I'm, like that. Well, but I'm staying single. You're good. Single? <laughs> I'm good. single forever. Right? No, no. Men are trash. And I'm telling you that this is for a fact. But chemical X. What is up, guys? And welcome back to the chemical podcast i'm your girl alessia also known as alessiandra on instagram i'm here with my co-host i'm veronica as you always know and today we are joined by a very special guest sergio also known as sergio talks on tiktok and instagram (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the podcast thank you for having me um before we go any further i'm just gonna tell everyone that you better be liking subscribing commenting down below leaving us five stars on apple podcast and following us on spotify yes if it's not for us then do it for sergio come on seriously guys show some support uh so welcome to the podcast you are i guess most popular most mostly known for your tiktok videos mm-hmm. yeah TikTok is kind of where everything has started. It's kind of where I put all my time and attention to. Instagram works one way, Snapchat works a different way, mm-hmm. but TikTok really allows you to kind of reach a whole different audience. Absolutely. Like I'm from Montreal originally, but over 50% of the people that watch my stuff are all from the States. Right. So make it make sense. Right? Amazing. It does well, that. I think TikTok is the most is like the best platform that we've seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like I remember once upon a time, Instagram did have that like viral ability mm-hmm. way back when it's like anybody could blow up overnight, but it does not have that anymore. And I feel like TikTok really brought that back that there was just kind of no limit. It felt yeah. like anyone had the opportunity to just reach as many people as they wanted to. Instagram now is circling back a little bit and they're changing that, which is like now why we're seeing some people are blowing up. But it definitely never will have the effect that TikTok has, yeah. no. I would say. It seems like they're all playing uh, catch up. Yeah. Like TikTok came later, but it's like now all the other content platforms are trying to catch up to them. Right. 100%. So like, for example, I don't know if you guys remember, but there used to be Vine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I feel like kind of TikTok took over that. But then they introduced longer videos and then Instagram introduced longer videos. And now you could upload like 10 minute videos on TikTok. Right. So now they're going after like YouTube, for example. Right. It's crazy. And then YouTube's coming back for them with their shorts. They so are. it's all honestly all the social yeah. media platforms are war. kind of. You know what I find really annoying is that us uh, Canadians cannot make money on TikTok like the US, which is so annoying. And they have to change that because what makes us so different than everyone else? Like. I feel like there needs to be a motive behind posting, right? right? Like, why is it that they have that and we don't? It bothers me a little. I, I, I tried looking into it. I think it ha- it probably has to do something with, like, taxes and, like, legal stuff and a whole bunch of different things, too. Uh, it is definitely annoying. People tend to think that, oh, you know, you have, like, this many followers on TikTok, so right. you must be super successful yeah. making a lot of money. Canadians are broke on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're not making money off of TikTok, not on views, not on likes, not on nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that the same amount of views somebody else is getting is actually making them money. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, for you, you get millions of views, you have millions of followers. It's realistically resulting in zero dollars from TikTok, you know, mm-hmm. which is so frustrating. Like, yeah, we've, we've been thinking about that, too. It's like we hit these huge, you know, numbers on TikTok and it's like, 
if we were just somewhere else that we could actually be monetizing this content yeah. it's frustrating to know that yeah. it's so much more difficult to monetize on tiktok yeah i mean especially like like um i'll give an example um i mean there's people that get a lot more but i'll speak for myself like for example on a month we get 30 million views I mean, you compare that to what you would get paid, let's say, for example, on YouTube. Yeah. You feel like you're getting cheated, right? You feel like you're... Absolutely. But, I mean, essentially, I, I never started posting for the money regardless. There was no mm -hmm. money to be made. Right. So, even to this day, like, I post a lot less than how I used to post at the beginning of TikTok. Uh, but I still post because of the audience that's been built. I feel like I owe them the content. So, it's mm -hmm. more so now for them than it is for me. Right. Right. So, let's sense. let's get into it, Okay what like walk us through the first day you said i'm gonna open up a tiktok account and i'm gonna be essentially a motivational speaker like did you know the direction of where you were going no not at all i mean it's not a secret obviously it stemmed through a breakup right okay. um, but we don't know that so we're I asking know. well guys if you don't know his content is very um motivational the opposite of our content actually so like meaningful you know like you're, you're valuable just yada 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 and that's why I feel like when I look through his comments, no one has anything mean to say, which is opposite from us. So we're, we're really needing your engagement here. That's kind of why you're here, actually. No, but I've seen I've seen your guys' content. And I actually, the, the, the video they had sent me before before coming in, I, there was actually a lot of good points that I actually felt that I was like, damn, do I even need to come on the podcast? Because <laughs> you guys brought up some good points, some good, some good well, arguments and stuff like that. So... But so back to starting, yeah. you said it stemmed from a breakup because I was like, I looked through his page and I said, okay, who hurt you? Absolutely. Who hurt you? Yeah, I'm if not, I'm not hurt anymore. If you followers over like breakup advice, somebody must have hurt you bad. Yeah. So, so let's talk about so that. So you're 26 years old now. 26, yeah. How old were you when the breakup happened? It was 2020, so I was... 24 23 oh peak covid yeah exactly okay. yeah, yeah i was at the beginning beginning and that's it, that's part of covid is what took a toll on the relationship but the videos wasn't they didn't stem from the breakup it just so happened that the breakup also happened at the same time okay. but i was already at a point where just in my life in general i was very lost very confused right i neglected a lot of my like my emotional health my physical health and my mental health specifically right so you throw in a breakup on top of that and it kind of just yeah right, you crash into a wall yeah exactly right um, and then when I decided to make the video, at first, I even have it in my notes still to this day. I had put in my notes that TikTok is going to be, you know, the biggest platform. And basically, I was telling everybody for a long time when I was working at Best Buy that you guys need to get on TikTok, get on TikTok, get on TikTok, right? Manifestation. Exactly. Notes. So I took... I we took know the, about that here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. So I took the breakup aspect of things, right? Plus, I took the aspect of like, I know that TikTok is big and I need to hop on the wave now, right? So I just figured, you know what? Let me post a video i didn't know what i was going to post about right um and then i was going through tiktok and tiktok is the best at giving you the videos that is like meant for, for you. you yeah you know what i mean so obviously i was going through the breakup stuff the quotes and inspirational stuff and stuff like that so i'm like okay let me try let me see a few things let me see how it works and um the at the beginning i wasn't posting videos of me talking I was, was oh really yeah no that my first first video was just me like walking around and there's text and there's emotional music and stuff okay. like that right um and those were doing very well and then as soon as th those did well i'm like okay like let me now start using my voice right and that that sells someone mm. i feel like that's as authentic as it talking gets talking is super powerful yeah. on tiktok yeah when i look back at it now it's cringe as fuck but the no. talking videos the talking videos i, well, I look back Oh, I look back. Actually, <laughs> I was gonna say last week, but the next day, if I have to hear my voice and my the trailers we make, disgusting. You know, I want to jump off a bridge. Even, even to this day, when people say, like, "Oh, you do TikTok," like, like what, what videos do you do? I kind of just hand them my phone and I just 
Oh, I run. Yeah. I jump in the water. Like, the other podcast, way. what do you talk about? Don't ask. I don't have one. If I'm talking to a guy, they're like, oh my God, and they're sending me my like my clips. Oh, like interesting yeah. learning this about you. I'm like, that's very rude of you to send me my clips. Like, <laughs> I don't go there watching them. Like, you can't just send them. It's not an open space. Right. <laughs> it might be me in the video, but I don't want to like, see don't, it. Like, we're not talking about this. I always tell every guy I talk to, you're doing me a favor. You actually like me if you don't watch. Right. 100%. But... Um, so what was it? your first video? It was it, it was, it was in, like walking. It was like me walking, or it was the one where it was like the Grand Canyon, and I I wasn't in, okay. in the video, and I was just filming something, and I did like a like a psychological fact, and that one went. It went. That, that was one your went first viral. viral video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like millions of views. Yeah, I think like, I got like two two point something million. Right. You're like wow. shit. I want like, so right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, second, like, video. second video. Wow. Actually, yeah. that happened. I think like my my third. Okay, well, looking back now, it did not go viral, but like the third video I ever posted was when I like got a lot of views, and I think that's like part of the algorithm a little bit on TikTok. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's a it's a smart incentive, <laughs> right? I mean, if TikTok want to. Uh, they want to keep people on the app as long as possible, right? So especially for new content creators, if they can make like their first few videos blow up, yeah, it'll incentivize them to make more videos and more people will stay and watch and then... 100%. Yeah. So now you're in a emotional state of mind. You're going through a An lot, emotional wreck. But you're still choosing to go out and motivate other people. Do you think that it was like more in like a therapeutic way for you to like help yourself or were you mm -hmm. like let me help others what i've learned because at this point you were still kind of going right. through it so yeah i didn't i didn't know it was going to become therapeutic but it ended up being like super therapeutic at first i just did it i was like you know what it might help a few people right mm -hmm. so the first video was just me having a conversation with myself right and that's how it was. So I just placed the thing and I was making it as if like I was a friend talking to myself. And that was essentially how the videos of me talking in the car started. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the, you know, they didn't go as viral, but they went well enough for somebody that had no followers. Right. 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 And then just month after month, it was increasing and increasing and increasing. I was like, damn, OK, fine. Like now I'm going to do two videos a day and then three videos a day. And then, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I but like now I'm back to doing one video a day, just because now it has diversified. Right now, there's you know there's Instagram, there's YouTube, and now like, you know, it's it's become sustainable where I don't necessarily need to keep pushing as much, right? Um, and I don't necessarily feel the same attachment as I used to, and that's why I mentioned like now I post mainly for the people in the community that's been built more so than for, for myself. Yourself. Because at first you were kind of like healing yourself at the same time. Yeah. And now you've like grown uh, because you do, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, like you speak a lot about like breakup advice and like mm -hmm. moving on and loving yourself. And I think that's like super interesting. And even being the person like relaying the message, you know, like uh, the same way that we come on here and we give advice. It's also us giving ourselves advice in some kind of yeah. way. And totally, like yeah. ourselves pushing ourselves to do these certain things. Well, for things. example, Veronica's recently going through a breakup. Okay. I've heard the news. When she, I've heard the news, like somebody died. <laughs> um, when she came on here and said her story, it was really like, I'm not in a way convincing yourself and knowing that I'm sharing it with all these people. Like I am in a way, owe everyone Mm -hmm. on explanation yeah. and i can't go back on my word yeah. in a sense mm -hmm. which i think is the same you know when you have a large platform and you're giving advice to people it makes you it holds you accountable yeah. to like also be doing what you're saying right you know yeah yeah totally and i and i agree with it too and i'm a, I'm a super open book and i always say everything openly just because i have i have a mindset that might seem very extreme right but obviously one day we're all gonna die right so i leave kind of everything i don't leave anything left unsaid 
right mm-hmm. so i don't necessarily mind about publicly saying like what my situation is and what exactly i'm going through just because it's not going to really matter in a few years time you know what i mean yeah and at least if i talk about it now it could help people along the way so why keep it to myself yeah. you know what happened in your breakup are you fully over it uh yeah now yeah yeah no 100 was it your decision mutual so it's funny so the he's like i'm an open book but whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. no no <laughs> Listen, I said. It's because it's even to this day, there's still ongoing tea, right? But it, I mean, well, I mean, you're on a podcast. You can't just, we like I know, tea. I know. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally over it. But at the time, like we, we had broken up, right? And then, um, you know, the, the TikTok videos started doing well, right? And then, you know, people from Montreal were getting to see the videos and they were sending me it. And I hadn't told anybody and that I started posting. And was she on TikTok? Was she a TikToker as well? Or? No, she wasn't. So she okay. can see not at, not at, not at, not at first right and i mean and I, again i was i didn't have like the biggest of confidence back then too so i didn't tell my friends my fa- i didn't tell anybody that was making tiktok videos right. and then all of a sudden like people started seeing it and i kind of like started like closing myself out right, again because right, right. i was like shit like this is i didn't want to be seen i was too like close to home too close to home where i was afraid that people would judge like you know you're soft yeah. you're simp you're this you're that whatever uh but it was growing at a pace where it was i had proven the concept that this works yeah right um, to a certain degree of clout, right? And then obviously it ended up getting to her eyes, right? I'm not saying she came back because of that, but obviously <laughs> I think it's safe to say that it might have played a factor, right? Um, so, you know, we tried things out and I had worked a lot on myself in that in that in time that period, you know, like I had worked on my confidence and on myself and the things I need to fix because when we broke up that time, I needed to work on myself. There was a lot of things that in terms of like what I could bring to the to relationship and how to, you know, uh, how to compose myself that I needed to work on. So I had done all that and I was confident enough that if we were going to go back into this relationship that I had everything on lock, which I can say with confidence that I did. I did have it on lock, right? Well, that's great because I that's feel like amazing. a lot of people leave a relationship and they say, I'll change, I'll change. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of like, you know, go on by and then forget about it and never actually put in like the true work yeah. to yeah. make big changes because they are very difficult to make you know yeah. when it's especially about like your character and how you yeah. deal with certain was things. that always a plan like we're gonna kind of separate and like you do the work and then we'll kind of take things back in uh, a bit yeah i mean yeah and yes and no it was and that's why i related a lot to the to the, to the, to the breakup episode yeah because I was the one who at that time was saying like, I'll change, I'll do this and I'll do okay. that. And I wasn't following through, right? But then when it act- when shit actually got serious and that things actually did up ending, I mean, she had her flaws too, but I was I was focusing on what I had to, to work right. on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then having come back around, because I wasn't necessarily, necessarily doing it for her, but whatever I had to work on was going to be beneficial for me as much as Absolutely. my partner, right? Yeah. So I didn't, ta- I didn't take that to, to heart too, too much um so then we ended up getting back together right because i know I, all about giving it one more go <laughs> well that's the thing. well i mean in general i'm that type of guy like friendships family and even relationships i'll give the person the benefit of the doubt i feel i hope that the person you know will change or stick to the word sometimes it works most times it doesn't work um but this time i actually thought it was gonna actually gonna work right but going into this second time around i had clear set boundaries right and i told her straight up that listen like, we're going through this, but I just want to let you know that I am okay with or without you. Wow. You know, like, yeah. straight out the gate, right? And Because th- you've also done that time of parts. You've done the time of being alone, and you realize that, like, 
I'm a, I, I'm okay alone. Yeah. So like when you try it again, it's like, oh, if I just have to go back to what I was doing, then mm-hmm. like Fine. it's it it always hurts less every time you break up and get back. Yeah. I think. And I mean, and, and I mean, old old school me probably would have, you know, stopped doing the TikTok videos and I would have stopped pursuing what I had going on, right? Because right. I would have just you know. Um, made that your focus my relationship right right which is what i had did the other time right but then going into this i told her pretty much like i'm not gonna stop doing what i'm doing i'm gonna pursue what i'm gonna you know gonna be pursuing and it was fine for the most part um but i'm a guy in a relationship that i don't have like a, a big hold on my on my girl right if she wants to go out she go out if she wants to go on trips she go on trips i don't i don't she could dress how she wants to a certain degree right uh <laughs> I mean, if she's going with like you know dental floss, you know, you know, just g strings and stuff like that to the to the club, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> put your I'll, I'll, I'll do a double take, right? <laughs> but for the most part, I don't care. I'm super easy going, you know. Um, but there was a point where, like, I, I mean, it's safe to say that you know she started posting stuff on Instagram. Um, you know, a big part of the clout got to her head and stuff like that. So I think it had changed her way of seeing herself and the relationship and stuff like that so that took a toll and then the minute that i saw that she was drifting away i said uh that pretty much like look i'm not gonna you know stick around to me this is just like a wash rinse and repeat of of the last time we broke up so i'm just gonna yeah i can't imagine because um i like i've spoken to a guy on tiktok um who's like as big as you Mm -hmm. and i always see like because he's a hot guy and he's like dancing and he's doing things i'm like "Ah, i don't know i can't see myself with someone like that I'm always looking through the comments and I'm seeing all the girls like kind of like throwing themselves at him, you mm-hmm. know? So I can't imagine what it's like being a guy giving relationship advice and girls being like, oh my God, yeah. like being so like obsessed, right? Because you create that fan base where they're like obsessed with you. Yeah. So how was that like her being? <laughs> He's like, maybe. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like how w- did that affect her? Like people writing certain things or? No, because I always, I always kept it. Um, I always kept it to myself, right? It's not necessarily something that I would. I mean, it's not. No, but I'm I mean, like, is she going through and like kind of yeah, looking? I'm sorry, comments. but no. she was going through. She was going through. I don't know what she told you. She was going through the comments. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not a sketchy guy. You know, I think I established trust very soon. No, no, you know, no, and I'm open and whatever. Yeah, it's not about you. It's, it's not about you. It's all the people who are writing. Yeah. We, we went through the comments. We saw. If I was dating you, I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah. But I have a way of like, especially with like my social media and my private life, I right. keep them separate enough where it doesn't affect it. Obviously, That's I, why you go on podcasts? Exactly. Keep them separate? Mm-hmm. Got it. Bingo. <laughs> Check. <laughs> I got that in. But no, that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. And obviously, yes, there are girls coming, but you know, I it's also like my TikTok has now based people coming up to me as a business, right? So now people can book sessions to talk to me about their situations and I could help them through it, right? Mm-hmm. So I go through my DMs not to see who's coming through although it helps eyes are always um, open. <laughs> exactly you heard it here first ladies i mean it, i mean it's always a way to still get somebody's attention in my opinion right i mean i i, I go through them for business and for pleasure um <laughs> but mainly business um but yeah no they're, they're they're most definitely there but then again you know i'm super happy that they're coming forward to me and wanting to talk yeah, right for sure. or for it different gives you, like, reasons purpose. yeah but i mean will i necessarily entertain the idea of going further with someone that slides through my dm uh, because of a breakup because of a breakup i mean facts though well because i mean it's like it would be like too soon yeah you know it would be too soon so i'm like you know you got to go through your shit first but like if you're still around and like 
when you're a few months yeah right we could talk okay well speaking about a breakup what is your best breakup advice because you have a lot let me tell you you have a lot of videos i tried to look through them all tried to write yeah. down my notes <laughs> but uh what would you say is like one or a couple of your best things that you've learned either personally or things that like you've just learned over time you know looking for your quotes on google <laughs> google saved my career no. well google saved our career <laughs> 10 ways to find a rich guy. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to cheat. You know what Absolutely. I mean? We always make it our own. We yeah. always add our spice, but like, we know where you're getting your information. I cheated off a report. I've yeah, seen yeah. a couple a of quotes you said, you know, yeah, on Google. sounded very Pinterest TV. Just with Listen, Sergio's voice in the background. I've, I've always been honest about it. People ask me like, cause you could, you could stream on TikTok, obviously. Right. <clears throat> and then when everybody asks me like, where to get my quotes from, I say some from the top of my head, from books, from people or from Google. Yeah. I have no, I have no shame in saying it, right? I'm a content creator. Right. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. The whole giving advice Everyone and stuff. Everyone gets came inspired after. by someone, something, somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. it doesn't. Yeah, and it's also like not about being original. At the end of the day, you're giving a message that people want to hear, whether mm -hmm. or not it comes from you or you're just the on, messenger. You know? I'd rather hear yeah. it on TikTok than have to go on Google and say best breakup advice. Hundred percent. We've all been there. So best breakup advice. Um, Veronica needs it right now. <laughs> Come on, what? give us the best breakup advice. <laughs> I know it sounds very asking for a friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hold on. Asking, asking for, for a friend, friend. I got you. I'm going to direct this conversation this way then. But uh, the, the answer is simple, but it's also it's super general, right? I think what happens, and I, and I listened to, to your bit too, is that depending how the relationship ended, the most part is that there's always been somebody that's been giving more than the other person, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have been the ones giving, giving, and giving, and giving, but then they've neglected themselves and have given nothing back to themselves, right? So the best advice is whenever somebody is on in a breakup is to start giving back to yourself you know uh you know invest in your glow up right learn a new skill you know reconnect with friends and family that maybe you distance yourself from right. because of the relationship right um so it's just doing stuff like that basically kind of remembering where you were before you got into the relationship right let's say you know you were dating for three years like where were you at three years before mm -hmm. like what exactly were you focusing on then right like what dreams have you given up on Right. Maybe the hobbies. ones hobbies, school, quitting jobs, changing, traveling, stuff like that. So basically, what are the things you've neglected or what are the things that like, you've always wanted to do but never did? Right. Uh, and those are the things that I, people need to start focusing on once they've done the breakup, because the more you keep yourself busy, the less you'll think about. Absolutely. Yeah. Your breakup. Right? That is That's facts. True. There's no one who got out of a breakup last year and said, I'm going to Italy. <laughs> I'm going to I literally did everything to avoid. I did all the things I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That's good. But like I could have still done in a relationship, but like it just felt more appropriate. And yeah. just like, what does Alessia want? Like no one else included in the picture. It's only me that matters. Yeah. 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 I think that's true. Like for me, obviously, I really I would say my glow up happened while I was in a relationship. So like I really, you know, did everything I wanted to do while I was in a relationship. So getting out of it, I'm not like, oh, what did I miss out on? I think it's just more about like waking up every day and just focusing on myself. Like when you especially when you live with someone like you often like little things end up working around them like schedule wise yeah. and like how you run your day and what you eat and when you eat like just all these little things that you know it might not be as big as like going back to hobbies or going back yeah. to friends and stuff like that but just waking up and being like what do i want to do and like yes. what do i like if i want to order uber eats 10 nights in a row i'm gonna fucking order uber eats yeah. 10 yeah. nights in a row. i don't need to worry about anymore somebody else that's there which 
you know, it's pros and cons. Everybody likes to have somebody there. But yeah. it's interesting, too, to just have that time to be like, what do I want to do? And I'm going to do exactly what it is that I want to do. And Amen. I don't have to, you know, worry about if this is going to be okay and if you're going to want to do this also. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, so- it, there's no secret that a relationship is compromised at the yeah. end of the day, regardless of how you look at it, for good, for bad. But, yeah, for sure, when you only have yourself to worry about, it's it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I do think in a relationship, and you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I always do feel, however, that even though, um, you know, the effort has to come from both parts, I still tend to think that there is one person who's like the shot caller. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I have no problem with either being the girl or the guy. It's a, it's a personality thing. A lot of people ask me sometimes, you know, like, why do girls cheat? Or why do guys cheat? Or why do girls do this? Or guys do that? And the honest answer is, it's not, it's not, a, I've seen it across both genders that it's nothing to do with the gender thing. It's a, it's a personality thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's how people hold themselves in relationships, you know? It's also um, not about, it's, it's their problem if they're cheating. It's not yeah. about you, you know? Yeah. No. It's, it's really a you problem. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's like, oh, wh- like, why did he, enough. I wasn't yeah. good enough. Like, why did I get cheated on? You know, but it, mm-hmm. it is really something that comes within the person who's yeah doing it. I do think that the motives, though, behind cheating can be different from women to yes. men. Like, yeah. I think like there is that whole like ideology of like, you know, for women, it's a little more emotional cheating. For men, it's a little more meaningless. And like, yeah, just trying to, you know, there there is. But at the same time, cheating is cheating. And I don't yeah. think one person does it more. One person does it less. It's so, Have you ever cheated? No, never, no. But que- <laughs> but it raises a question, though. What Do you guys think that one is worse than the other? Which? Do you guys think that girls cheating is worse than guys cheating? Due to the fact that one is more emotional and one is more just both physical? Bad. Yeah? Yeah. I think both are equally bad. But a lot of people do say, like, when men do it it's because there's not that emotional connection and sometimes emotional connections are like way worse than Mm -hmm. literally just like sticking your dick in someone and then like it's meaningless Mm -hmm. so i understand it but i do absolutely think like i'm sorry it's fair game fair ball like no if i'm not cheating you shouldn't be cheating Mm -hmm. yeah at the end of the day i think the idea of cheating what makes it bad is not the reason why you're doing it it's it's that it's being done yeah it's the fact that it's being done so it doesn't matter the motive it's just the fact that you're you're breaking the loyalty you're breaking the trust right. you're deceiving me like all those things are equally as bad mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're doing it emotionally doesn't matter if you're doing it like for you know just for, for to get off mm-hmm. i think like there's no better or worse i just think if you want to hook up with someone else just let me go yeah right. you know it. what i mean just do it but no normally people who do that they want the best of both worlds you know right and i think people are so afraid of the uncertainty right yeah, yeah. people don't know they're necessarily going to cheat until they cheat well, I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, right? But unless you're like you're being devious and you're planning your way to cheating with someone, like that's a different degree of cheating. But I think for the most part, I feel like for people who like are don't want to cheat, but it's leaning towards that. I think they're constantly conflicting of like, oh, should I not do it? Should I do it? You know, it's conflicting. Right. No, I don't know. For, I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah, I get that. And then if somebody pulls a move and they kiss, right? And then it's like, okay, well, fuck, we're here now. So. But you know what's fu- like? I personally, even if you would be thinking about cheating, you're cheating. Does that make sense? Like, if you're even, like, I think it's more something that you would know personally, but if you've ever, like, thought about, like, oh, my God, like, what if I cheat? Like, what if I go out and I get drunk and I cheat? Like, already, the fact that you're saying that, the fact that you're that. You should be single, for sure. You should be single. You're, like, that in itself just shows you're going to cheat. Whether you actually go through with it or not, that's cheating to think about, am I going to cheat? Well, I will say one thing, though, from the male's perspective, whether they're in a relationship or not, 
even if they see a good looking girl pass by, they will look and the first initial reaction they'll have in their mind is probably like, I would definitely fuck her. I'm gonna stay single for the rest of my life. How about no, you? No, but no, it's I'm, like that. Well, but I'm staying single. You're good? No, <laughs> I'm single forever. Right? No, no. Men are trash. And I'm telling you that this is for a fact, but. So I know Do that. Do you say that on your TikTok? So well, guys, no. I have a message for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. So with my ex boyfriend, I feel like we got to the stage where I was like, realistically, I know you're looking and I know that's a hot girl. Mm -hmm. And we got to the stage where I was like, I don't know if it was healthy, but it worked for us. We were just like open in did the sense know? where I'd be like, did it work? Oh, that like that. Well, he started it. Sorry. Did it work? Did it didn't work. work. <laughs> it worked for nine years. You're not but... together now, so how <laughs> well you. did it work? Shut up, bitch. You're single too. <laughs> <laughs> Keep laughing. <laughs> um, but like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I feel like sometimes when you're open with your partner about certain things, like, oh, that was, that was a hot girl that just walked by. And like I can do, I can say the same. Like, oh yeah, he's a good-looking guy. I feel like if you're almost like open in your relationship, it just feels a little more like it's we're not like restrained. Where yeah. it's like you know what I mean. It's like that was a hot person. That was a hot person. We can both say it, but at the end of the day, we're choosing to be together. So yeah. it's like it still makes it fun in the relationship. It's not like jail time. Yeah. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think if you guys are both you know secure and you guys are comfortable with your guys' relationship, I don't think there's anything wrong yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm not right? gonna lie though. When like he said it, it still pissed me off. But like yeah. when I said it, it was totally fine. <laughs> totally agree. I, I mean, I would never. I would obviously. I'd never bring it up. But if she says like, "Oh, that's a good looking girl," and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's a good looking girl." But, but then, be like, careful. I mean, just because just because a girl says it doesn't mean she uh, wants you to. Like, if you're pointing out a girl that has none of the same features as me, we're in a fight. Yeah, like if it's a brunette, like what the fuck? Yeah. Tall girl with black hair, blue eyes. Get the fuck out of here. You cannot call her pretty. That's the literal opposite of me. No thanks. <laughs> gotta play it smart, fellas. Gotta play it you know smart. You gotta you, you gotta pick and choose. At, pick and choose. Like at least play your cards right. Like, you know, temptation is huge, uh -huh. especially, especially with, with social, social media. media. Oh my god. Hey, Jinx. Um. Okay. Well, speaking about breakups, what's your? I mean, moving on from breakups, what's your? biggest relationship advice when you're in a relationship um he's like i get my fucking quotes from google yeah, yeah why are you asking me <laughs> search. Uh, do you have like a notes with all your you can no. reference it if you want no no i don't i really i really really don't sorry to disappoint <laughs> i mean it kind of goes on the same basis of you know even after a breakup it's just to continuously focusing on what you got going on but um during the relationship during the relationship i do feel however there are certain roles that necessarily that a guy might take on that maybe a girl won't necessarily have to i'll just speak for myself in this case and then the guys could correct me if i'm wrong but oh, they'll correct you <laughs> but like let's say from a a guy's perspective from a guy's perspective but i think it also ties into somebody's love language right let's mm -hmm. say for example uh what's your love language all no okay you, i hate people like that. that listen my, no, my boys no, my, my fellas and one. the people no, know two. what are they you're lucky we're giving you two yeah it's lenient definitely gifts for sure oh i like Shady. that but i'm the same i'm i'm gifts too and um you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big big hype man so words of affirmation for sure okay interesting yeah. that's like last on my list and um would you say you're looking for a partner who has the same ones or no i just need like i just need an ounce of what i give pretty much from in order for me to be satisfied right let's say just an example if i get you 
random gifts for 10 days in a row and you give me one gift on the 11th day to me that's fine just so i know that there's acknowledgement at some point in time i have a lot to say about this. oh shit I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> well i mean it, i mean look i mean it would be nice to to kind of like sh- that's why i was asking if you wanted your partner to have the same size because i feel like when you have the same size as your partner that's where there's less confusion because it's like mm-hmm. if we're on the same agreement that if we both get each other gifts then it works but sometimes when you have to learn someone else's love language, yeah. it's, it's knowing that just because I like receiving gifts doesn't mean I expect that back. But right. that's that's where we're at here. Right. Well, I mean, it's I mean, there's but it's also adapting to the other person's love language. Right. Like if my yeah. if my girl for her, it's physical touch. Right. If ever she brings it brings it up to me and she's like, you know, like, you know, it'd be nice if every now and then, you know, you could do this or that or whatever. I'll be like, OK, yeah, cool. Like that's noted. a man's dream, though. What's your yeah. love language? Physical touch. Or oh, guys, no. <laughs> like, thank you, nice here. <laughs> Would you say that your love language is gifts in terms of giving or receiving? Giving, 100%. Giving, yeah. yeah. But like I said, like how I compose myself with my girls, also how I am with just anybody, right? I love gifting to my friends, my family. Yeah. I love hyping up my boys or, or whoever, right? Well, that's essentially what a love language is. I think a yeah. lot of people mm-hmm. have the misconception, especially with gift giving. They think, oh, you just want gifts from your partner. You want this. But I always tell people like my love language is gift giving. If mm-hmm. you show up and I have a coffee for you and I remember your coffee order or yes. I'm showing up with a snack or I show up one day and I bought you your favorite chips, you could be my friend, my family member, anybody. Just mm-hmm. that for me is me showing love. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's, it doesn't matter if it's my partner or a coworker or anyone, you know, like I'll always show through little things to say like, oh, this reminded me of you. So I bought it for you. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, it's because you want a partner that's going to buy you Chanel's. I mean, that too. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, everything you know, in moderation. <laughs> but I've heard when I heard you guys doing the other podcast about the relationship and stuff, I do kind of put you guys in the category. Now, don't get too big headed. All right. It's fine. But, don't worry. We'll have a comeback. We always do. <laughs> I put you guys in the category where it's very uh, rare your guys's way of thinking in the sense of in a good way in the sense of not everybody is so open to be adaptive and comprehend where the other person's coming from or to be so understanding or so um you know willing to put in the fight until the very very end of things right mm-hmm. a lot of people especially nowadays due to the fact of social media and and porn and um you know dating apps and stuff like that people are so easily willing to just leave and go to the next big thing rather than to put in the work right so hearing you guys talk was just very enlightening especially um i feel like there's like a there's a huge movement going on with like you know male toxicity and you know woman power and stuff like that it's like it's creating like a divide Mm -hmm. amongst single men and single women where like they're not meeting eye to eye anymore but it's just cool to see that there is still men and women still willing to put in the work and having an actual yeah. long-term relationship. I think if you're living in a fairy tale where you think you're going to get into a relationship and you don't have any work to give, then just please stay single. Yeah. Because yeah. regardless of how fairy tale it might be at the beginning, there's always work to be put. Like you're going to have arguments and it's totally fine. It's totally normal. It's really just how you bounce back from them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I also think another like part that plays a role in it another role that plays a part no you're good no you had it the The first first time time. whatever don't doubt yourself another thing that plays a part in it is like choosing your partner wisely and i think the idea that oh my god there's always something better there's always something better kind of makes us just like grab on to whatever's really good in that moment and then we're like okay you're like we're gonna date but then it's not somebody who you truly truly love and i think that that for me is what was important because 
when you're with somebody who you truly love and like you you really like everything about them and like obviously there's going to be issues but you're not looking elsewhere at what's better because you really found like I had my standards I I could have had anyone and I chose you Hmm. and like I was good alone but I still chose you because you complimented my life at that point you're a lot more willing to you know fight till the end and put a lot of effort in because you really chose them It, it wasn't a settle it wasn't like okay, well, I got tired. This is too much work. I'm going to go find something better because Mm -hmm. I think when people settle, that's the people who get, you know, bored and like tired the easiest because they don't really like who they're with to begin with. They're not checking all their boxes. Mm. So they -hmm. always have like one eye open to what else might be out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's, it really goes back to like who you choose to be with. And like, that's how you fight for somebody that you're with when you truly want to be with them when they truly take all your boxes Mm -hmm. and i think not only is there so much opportunity and like people are always looking elsewhere but it's also like the way people are choosing their partners is like not always the best way you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like people get into a lot of relationships that aren't yeah their motives aren't like right yeah it's like people have because there's so much out there they almost feel like oh like i'm gonna take what's best for me right now that's available and then that's how you end up in these relationships that aren't sustainable, that are always ending, and you don't even want to fight for them. Like, I've been in relationships where, I'm not going to lie, at any fight I was ready to leave because I didn't really care Fair about yeah. the relationship. I didn't really care about the person. I always knew deep down I was not going to end up with this person. So it really didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But when you're with somebody that you're like, you're who I want to be with, like, that's when you really grind and, and you're ready to work, you know? Yeah. Damn, that was deep. Oh my god, I need a drink after Jesus. that. Jesus, Veronica, just to let you know, we have a guest on. His yeah, name do, is do you need me? Do you need me to leave? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Well, no, that on, was give good. Give advice. Isn't that what Sergio talks? Don't talk. <laughs> no, but but I totally I totally agree with with everything that you're saying because there's there's also like it also depends for the reasons as to why you're getting into a relationship, right? Some people are just going from a place of convenience. Some people do not want to have to go through a breakup, so they'll just immediately hop into another relationship, mm-hmm. right? I um that's one of my biggest red flags when i talk to a guy like i'm it's like hi how are you what do you do for a living and then right right after that it's how long since you were in a relationship like i don't like the idea of talking to anyone who hasn't been single between like i would say six but even like eight months to a year like for me it says so much about you if you're not able to be alone because you learn the most and grow the most alone so if you're always bouncing into other relationships i'm like what's wrong with you stay the hell away mm-hmm. because I literally have no problem being alone. So if, if I meet someone who's scared of that, then I already know it won't work. Yeah. That's kind of been the, the thing every time. And this, it's kind of fucked up to say, but it doesn't matter. But Sergio, do you shave your bush? Always. Oh, Gotta keep a bush. well, if you're not already a Manscaped user, I'm going to tell you as of today, you better be. Because Manscaped is the best in below-the-waist grooming for men, and you are a man. So I think it's a bit, you know, you can't just come on here and not be using Manscaped. Just like all you listeners out there, you better be using Manscaped. They have everything from the Lawnmower 4.0, which is, you know, to shave that bush. We have the Weed Whacker for your nose and ear hairs, shampoo, conditioner, deodorant, literally anything that you might need to be looking fresh, feeling smooth, and, you know getting your dick sucked <laughs> <laughs> with our discount code chemicalx at Cheka, you'll receive 20 percent off your entire order and free shipping so if you guys want a chance with sergio then you have to make sure that your bush is 
shaven. And with that being said, we're even giving you a discount code. So Chemical X at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. The and ladies get a chance with yeah, that. Yeah, just, just to be <laughs> just clear. Just to clarify. <laughs> it's called Manscaped, but... Um, and now that you have a smooth and freshly shaved body, you want to put it in a nice fitted suit. And even better, you want a suit that feels Italian because what's better than an Italian on your skin? Nothing. That sounds biased. <laughs> uh, we, Maybe. Are, we are biased. Two against, on two against one. <laughs> so guys, you need to check out Izotti. They make tailor-made, Italian-made bespoke suits. So if you want to look fresh, if you want to look fly, gotta go to Izotti. We have a beautiful, beautiful chef's kiss discount code with that. Chemical X at checkout for 20% off. Every time that I would go through a breakup, right, my boys and my family, they're always like sick because they knew they were like something big is, pro is most likely going to happen for me now, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's in my, you know, career or mm -hmm. whatever it was, they were just happy for me because they knew that now with that out of the way, I'd be able to get to the next level. And that's when I was like, shit. Damn, yeah, your ex-girlfriend like, listening is probably like, what the fuck? There's definitely some high standards in my circle now yeah. because, because of everything that's, that's happened. That's totally fine. I mean, in the right relationship, it's going to push you up. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, hopefully when you find the right person, you're not going to, your family's not going to be rooting for the yeah. failure. Okay, fuck. so no, moving no. on, what is the biggest red flag in a girl? You're a guy, we talk about Easy. them, but we get shit on. Yeah. What's the biggest red flag? Biggest red flag is... I mean, especially when, when just initially talking to a girl is how soon does she bring up her ex? Okay. Or, or if ever she does in a conversation, right? Cause Are you getting them fresh out of the womb or? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general, like if that's the first, if that's one of the first few things that we talk about like early, early on, I'm going to be yeah. like, okay. Yeah, she's not over her ex. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's one of them. But a big, big, big one, and it's, I could speak for a lot of men too, is Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. Just no, no, no. For people, I, for people in, in, in general is when they don't feel like they're being heard, where the conversation is like one-sided. Like if I'm talking, I'm asking you questions like, what do you do for a living? And she answers, but then she, she doesn't say like, what, like, about, what about you? you? Like oh. she doesn't show interest. Exactly. And not, she's not oh, listening. That's a exactly. That's a huge sure. red flag. Boy or girl. I've been Boy on dates with like six. guys and, and they're literally just rambling on. And I'm like, you don't care to ask me anything? Like yeah how's this relationship gonna yeah. go absolutely not so that 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 to me is a big red flag right because that it starts to put into question like okay like why exactly are we on this date or why exactly are we talking mm -hmm. you know is are you just seeking like attention you just like having your options open right um, i feel like that happens more with guys though like when guys want to fuck they don't care what you have to say they're just going to talk about themselves well good fuck boys they listen good fuck boys they do listen <laughs> yeah they, they're on their best behavior <laughs> They're like, sweetheart, what do you need? You want, you want, you want twelve roses? Say less. <laughs> okay, what's another? Red what's flag? another red flag? Um, what, what, like, what's happened to you on dates that you're like, I am never seeing her again? Like, what is the craziest thing that's ever happened? That's four. That, or, that was three different questions. Can you choose one? Well, I just feel like you choose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been in a relationship for for the for the majority of my life, but for the few times that I've oh shit, what? Oh, shit. I just finished saying if there's a guy who cannot who always has to be in a relationship. No, but it wasn't yeah. like that. Like I say He's that, going, but so like I'm always in relationships. I don't no, know what to say. like I've been in two serious relationships. It's just that they were long, right. both of them, right? So I'm a committed man. Um, but for the times that I like, I was single. It, I mean, 
it's gonna sound so cocky but it was never really hard to get with girls so there wasn't a lot that needed to be said but the ones that i was actually interested in to potentially date mm -hmm. right um i say just the the other red flags is just i mean it's mainly i think as guys it's just that we just every now and then we like to you know feel heard as simple as that we don't need it's sex and being heard that's it interesting <laughs> that's like the and what and gifts. gifts well yeah i mean gifts is like whatever it's 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 like a plus we're not we're not hard to to well. to keep happy for the most part i mean it depends it depends like what kind i think i'm basing myself on a guy's emotional image uh maturity right mm -hmm. if a lot of them are emotionally immature which my bad boys but a lot of us are yeah. right i think depending on the kind of guy that you are and how much work you've done in yourself if you're if you have a good emotional maturity those are the it's we don't look for a lot right like mm -hmm. especially the guys that i know that have a very high emotional maturity they rarely look for sex like rarely right. like if it's there they'll, they'll take it whatever but they just want to just have um the convenience of being able to talk to someone right and just have that company you know and obviously mm -hmm. being with your boys all the time is not going to give you that right but they just want to feel stimulated on an emotional aspect with not necessarily having to go through like the hassle of being like in a relationship kind of thing. Would you say that you are attracted more towards the girls who show less interest? Uh, no, no, because I'm again, I'm I'm at a point, especially in my life. And this is something that, you know, I heard Drake say, but it's super, super true. I'm super. So he gets them even from artists. Guys. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, this is a quote. I don't know if this was a lyrics <laughs> or not. Yeah, I know. But he said um, it was something along like he's, you know, uh, basically he's happy with his peace and where he's at right so unless somebody's not enhancing that or bringing anything to the table for that aspect then I, you don't necessarily need it so if i'm put in a position where you know the girl is you know making me chase or it's like hot and cold or she's she's there for a little bit and then she's gone and stuff like that i'm not gonna give into that because i got like other shit that i'm trying to focus on right now right. and just it's knowing easy yeah well i mean easy to the point where like i know my value and i'm not gonna steep to kind of like chase one person when i know that i could find someone who will someone bounce else. back the energy yeah exactly and i'm super straightforward especially when dating that's crazy because like i don't know if all guys are like that no well you said something interesting actually about how a lot of men are emotionally immature which yeah. i do agree with like not even in a mean way i just think like mm -hmm. the way in society men are brought up they're not they're they're emotions are not prioritized so i think like they don't really have the option to mature fully emotionally because we always like push them down to be like be a mad and like don't show emotions and don't cry and stuff so i think yeah. a lot of men aren't developed emotionally yeah. mm -hmm. so what would you say would be your advice to somebody who you know might not be there and might want to explore like a way that they can open up to be more emotionally mature mm. what it has to do is just a lot of like um like introspecting i don't think a lot of guys take a lot of time to um kind of just think for for themselves and kind of internalize what like how they're feeling and whatever i know a lot of them will either go to you know sex relationships drugs or alcohol instead of you know confronting their you know their thoughts mm -hmm. right you know there's a the whole stigma about you know you know the men's mental health and stuff like that and i just feel that in general in life people either are the victim to what's going on in their life or they could choose to just be the one that overcomes it right the ones that victimize themselves they'll easily go to 
substance abuse or or That's whatever so true but those that want to overcome they'll focus on themselves they'll get in the gym you know although their mental health will still be you know a little bit fragile at least they're doing something mm-hmm. right and they won't result to you know substances and then obviously the worst outcome would be suicide right well it's so true when you feel like you're the victim you always like try to <clears throat> it's everybody else's fault yeah and you and you want to like how do you say that um like self-medicate and like get rid of the pain but it's always in a not healthy way like Mm -hmm. when people think the world is against them that's when they start doing shit that hurts them and then the more they're hurting themselves the more the world is against them and the more they're going down this like cycle of and i think it it comes down to taking accountability and taking accountability for like your actions and the part you play in your life because a lot of people will say like oh well bad things happen to me but I truly do believe that everything is what you make it, no matter Mm -hmm. how bad, no matter how good. I don't think that you're a product of what you've been through. I think it's like how you choose to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and how you choose to look at things. Yeah. Everyone has dealt different cards. So if you want to choose to be the victim, then you're going to be the victim. But I think it's, it's about like taking accountability and being like, okay, maybe whatever happened to me wasn't my fault per se, but how did I take, you know, how did I, how, how did I go through it? How did I heal from it? I didn't, you know, like you have to take accountability for what you choose to do and what you neglect to do as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. A lot of people like neglect to like heal from things. And I think like that's on you, mm-hmm. like not even in a mean way, but mm-hmm. if you're choosing it to is. sit and, and, and be unhappy and like actively choose to put yourself down a worse road, you're neglecting the fact that you could be healing mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. and then it's on you, you know? It always is at the end of the day. And I think that's that's what's super important too is that I think a lot of people tend to blame everybody else and then not want to do anything for themselves just because I don't think they've ever taken any action. Because thinking is one thing, right? You could you could say you want to do certain things or I want to travel, I want to do this, I want to do that, but then people never actually follow through with it, right? And that's why I felt like it was super cool because um, I've seen both sides of the spectrum, right? Where there's either, you know, f- friends that either give really good advice or really toxic advice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was hearing you guys talk, I was hearing your perspective where you were kind of letting her know, like, hey, like, you know, this isn't good what you're doing, right? And you were holding her accountable as mm-hmm. opposed to being like, bitch, you know, you're fine as fuck. Let's go out. Let's have a good yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do this and that. And that's what I found was super cool. Yeah. I knew that if I would enhance that she would only stay with him longer and have to prove something more to everyone right and i think bringing her out wasn't the answer when you break up everyone thinks you have to go out you have to party you have to live up what you missed but it's it's really the worst mistake it's really the worst mistake and i've done it and it literally just leads you back to someone yeah because you're doing it for the wrong reasons yeah instead of just healing working on yourself like it's like i look back at my ex-boyfriend and like he handled the breakup completely different got a new girl recently after me and in the end like who moved like he might have moved on sooner but when i look back now he isn't moved on and i am right and i took longer to like i originally like at the beginning took more my time versus him moving on sooner and now looking back it's like it had like a a bounce back yeah like he just kind of like pushed he pushed the pain whereas i sat in it thought about it worked on myself didn't you know and yeah that that's where i think it's like interesting yeah that's why one of my uh, one of the things i say in some of my videos right is that i always say that they always come back right but when i use that reference i mean it in the person that 
is neglecting right. their emotions, right? The ones that are just jumping from one relationship to the next, those are the ones that typically come back, right? Mm-hmm. And it could, like I always say, you know, it could take weeks, months, or years. At some given point, they will come back because they haven't done the process. Yeah, They've just neglected it and they've oppressed everything that they've been going through, right? And that's what that's what's super dangerous. Meanwhile, you, right, you were doing your shit and like when they come back, you're like, nah. Yeah. I think it's super important to, for people to remember too that, you know, you're not your past, right? You are you now, right? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that vic- love that. that victimize themselves, they base themselves a lot on the past, right? Mm-hmm. Of how things used to be, and like that's what they always say, like you know, let's go back to how you know we were before, or like you know, let's let's go back. It's, but it's like no, it's like you know, we're we're in different stages in our lives. We have to be moving forward, right? That's why I think that. That's why I'm a true believer. Like when someone's an ex boyfriend, like I personally, this is from like my experience and stuff. I can't picture myself getting back with them for the reasoning of like, just, um, you know, when you go through so much shit together, I don't feel like even when time is apart and you get back, cause you're still kind of like, you know, we're two different people now. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you get back with an ex, I feel like it's like, it's hard for the person who you were once with to kind of see the growth and like understand and not like kind of bring you down right again that's why i feel like ex-boyfriends don't work because it's like they will always paint you and be like well you're that person it's like in that year like i completely changed Mm -hmm. but it's gonna be hard for you to see me like that whereas the new eyes of a new person will be able to like they don't have a past they don't have a past and that's why i feel like there would be still so much anger and and i wouldn't be my best self if that makes sense yeah because I would still be holding on to old shit and like it would it would bring me back in that cloud if yeah that makes Damn, sense. the emotions are all coming out I wonder if what yeah. you said about like when somebody doesn't um, heal like they come back like they always come back mm-hmm. do you think that if they come back it means that they haven't done the work to be different like do you believe that every time somebody comes back it's because they're you know still in the same place they were when you left them off yeah i was associated to, to three main reasons one either they're bored two it's out of convenience right or three they actually see you doing better without them and that fucks with them mm-hmm. oh my god but wow. do you think it's ever possible that somebody goes grows and then comes back to you so this is and this is actually a question i was gonna ask you guys Great after question. so i'll ask it afterwards but um um <clears throat> i mean yeah but it depends how long you guys have been apart for you know, because I think time apart is a big, 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 big factor. And what exactly have you done? So I think it's important that if ever you guys do decide to get back with one another, it's important to ask um, the questions leading up to like, you know, OK, like what exactly do you feel like you've worked on? You know, how did you and kind of just like, you know, pick their brains and see exactly if they actually did or if they, if it's just like surface level shit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if it's just like, you know, I've traveled and, you know, I had yeah. a lot of time to think for myself. Like that's to me is very basic. right? Yeah. yeah. Story time. Yeah. Okay. Um, my ex-boyfriend and I were together for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, we both had our issues. I'm not going to sit here and say I was perfect and he was the issue. But um, so we broke up and I feel like the the reason being for it was that he always put other people first before himself. Mm. And that really actually fucked with me long term. Like you think you want a guy to do everything for you, but when they're not actually taking care of themselves first literally the worst thing ever and also he had a drug Mm. issue and alcohol so um recently he reached back out coming out of rehab um seeing things clearer from like a whole different perspective and he reached out to me 
hey, yesterday, like, just hop on a call, wanted me to know how well he was doing because all the things when we were dating were things that I was telling him. And it's, like, finally clear to him, like, oh, my God, like, you wanted my best interest. Like, for example, he would always be, like, when we'd go out, he would always be like, but you don't drink much. Like, you're not, like, you were so fun at the beginning of our relationship. Like, you would drink so much. Like, it was all fun and games. But then when things got really a lot more serious, I started realizing he had an alcohol problem. These are all the things you didn't realize that I was changing and adapting because I loved you. Right. So what advice would you give for, like, let's say for me. Mm -hmm. He's coming back and he's just telling me he's out of rehab. He literally is realizing that everything he did was completely wrong and that he's sorry. It's, it's, it always goes back to, to two questions. Yes. The, the first one being is, do you remember how you felt during the breakup? The emotions, the crying, the staying up late, the Which stuff time? like that. Well, all <laughs> of them combined. You, you remember the, the feeling more or less of yeah. how you were, or you could re at least remember the, in the kind of position that you were in at the time. Yeah. So if you're able to remember that and how heart-wrenching it was and how bad and how difficult it was, right? The second question you ask yourself is, is all of that that you went through worth potentially going through again by allowing this person to come back into your life? Because that's essentially, you know, the worst possible scenario that could happen, right? Mm -hmm. So it's always asking yourself, is letting this person coming back into my life worth the potential risk of getting my heart broken again? Right. You know what I, you know what I mean? Because it's it might be coming from a different perspective, but it's still coming back from old love. So there's still going to be a lot of things that you guys are going to base yourself on from, you know, those memories and the times you guys had. And I, for some people, they start searching for how they felt back then rather as starting off on a kind of on a new love. Interesting. You know? So then it also I comes feel like that makes sense. And it comes again from the, like the emotional maturity because going to rehab is one thing. Right. But then have they actually develop that part of themselves right mm -hmm. and a big 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 thing too by the way and this goes for everybody i think that's something that everybody should work on i don't know if this is a skill i don't know if people are just born with it or not but i think just being uh having empathy is a huge factor that people need to work on you know mm -hmm. just being able to put themselves in the other person's shoes and you know take it to account because Listen, I don't know the guy, but I'm just saying he could come well, that, back. That's the reason I, because I'm, I'm somebody like when it's done, it's done. Like I don't communicate. I don't want that trickling down into my next relationship. I don't want the next person in my relationship to be like, why are you still on, you know, talking to your ex? Right. The only reason I answer is because one, I'm single and I still can. And two, there's that empathy where I'm like, I feel bad. Like, is everything okay? So that's why I picked up the phone and I even answered. Hmm. You're like, whoa! Uh, I have no answers for you. But, but I mean, I mean, it's still, it's, it all stems to to the same thing, you know. It's, it's it's just asking yourself those questions and just really taking time to to reflect on it before taking any like impulsive decisions, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, you know, you could kind of see where it goes. But again, try to you know take into account that this is a clean slate and you're not basing yourself off of the right well that's why i'm saying i'm sitting here and saying i don't think getting back when an ex will ever work because right. i don't see myself no matter how much work he put in being able to be like a new per like I, I i see myself like still being angry which is probably something that you know what i yeah. mean if you I think are it's also a time factor too. yeah but when you are getting back with an ex i think it's super important if you are going to go down that path again to make sure that you're not 
you're not bringing back old things and shooting it in their face like which is something that is so hard which i is the reason i think getting back with an ex is just impossible well i mean i i, I agree with you i mean especially in if, even for my own situation now too right it's I mean, look, you, you give it, you, if you've done it in the past, right, you've kind of learned from it. That's probably not the best thing to do. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are just afraid to be alone again. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So they, they much rather just be like, oh, well, I mean, you know, this, you know, I don't, I won't have to date him again. You know, I won't have to go through the whole like talking stage and then like the but whole chasing phase. Like, I look at it and I'm like, why, why are you coming back to me? Like you have a chance now that you're sober mm -hmm. to meet a girl who's not judging you based on your past anymore. Like mm -hmm. you can find somebody who's not going to keep bringing up the past, be triggered by certain things. Like you have a fresh slate. Like why would you choose me? Because it's comfortable. Mm. You remind them of home. You remind them of, you know, of, of, of those times, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. And that's what gets a lot of people <coughs> fucked over is that a lot of people chase the feeling rather than, you know, <clears throat> what's actually, you know, factual in front of them. Right. So true. For you always chase the beginning, too. Yeah. And which it's is the wrong, like that. the wrong. I was actually watching a TikTok about a girl who said, like, she was talking about how she knows he's the one because in every other relationship she chased. She always felt like, OK, well. The beginning part is the best part and you know as we go on it's never gonna be like the beginning and it always felt like oh like i missed the days of the beginning and she's like i know that i'm with the one now because we're only getting better as time goes by like wow. we're never looking back on that like oh i wish we were in the beginning like we're growing we're we're hmm. being more in love we have a better connection it's just like getting better and better and i thought that was really interesting in like the relationship that's right for you you're never gonna look back and be like if only it could be like the beginning again where everything was perfect. And I think, he would say that. Yeah, so that makes a lot I of think sense. When you're in a relationship like that works and that you guys are both putting in work and you're both like making it amazing and, and sustainable, it's only going to get better. Your connection is going to grow stronger. You're going to lift each other up. You know, like it can yeah. only be better. Yeah. And obviously, I think the, the, the number one relationship killer, well, actually two biggest relationship killers is one is lack of communication and two is... Um, <laughs> you watch the uh the yeah, uh, breakup episode yeah well i did but it's actually it's actually a fact and the yeah, second yeah. thing i think is it's instilling expectations on the other person you know, like having expectations Ooh, <laughs> Wait, that, was, that was me and that was him Woo, just got called out twice <laughs> because that's typically what it is right and i think that's what where a lot of people fuck up is at the beginning when people first start dating is that they set the, the tone of the expectations right mm -hmm. oh he's a great guy he has this job he's gonna take care of me and, blah, 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 blah. and like those the people are setting expectations for one another and then when they're not met then there starts to build up resentment and then the relationship goes to, you know, being toxic and it goes to mm -hmm. shit, right? I totally agree with that. So that's why I'm straight up whenever I'm, I'm, I'm more like dating or whatever, like very, very early on, you know, if I'll let them know, like, listen, if we're here, if we're talking and we're dating, it's because I fuck with you and like you, you, you won't need to question it, you know? If ever I wanted to be talking to somebody else, I would be talking to somebody else, right? Damn. Damn. Well, because you, you're setting the tone, right? Yeah. And that's why, I mean, even... Even even recently, I was you know uh, you know I was talking to a girl and you know the vibes were there, everything was cool and whatever. But as soon as there, there started happening like this, you know this cat and mouse, you know chase and whatever, I was I was not up to it, right? Because I had already told her that listen, like if I'm talking to you, it's because I fuck with you, and you know we could see where this goes, and I won't have any expectations, right? But the minute that you start doing like these games with me. It's, it's too, there's too much nuance. Interesting, because I feel like sometimes girls play those games because they're like, oh, he's going to lose interest in me if I don't make him like chase me a little bit. So it's mm. interesting to hear from your perspective that if somebody plays a little bit of games, you're out. Like you're yeah. literally direct. You're like, if, if I'm fucking with you, this is it. And mm -hmm. if I'm not getting the energy back, then I'm 
I'm just gonna move on, which is fucking deep, man. Well, I find it super attractive. A girl yeah. at some point is 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 just straightforward, right? Or even if she, I like, I don't, I first of all, I have no insecurities about these things. If a girl asks me for my phone number, or if, if there's situations where she's straight up, I'm like, I right, sick. This is cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we could just you know it could it could it could progress a lot faster than having to go through like this whole like talking and these ups and downs and then like you guys not you don't talk for two days and it's like okay who's gonna text who first you know yeah so like just those games at least i don't know if it's an age thing because i'm 26 or just having well you seem actually very mature for 26 my mom always said date a little bit older because men are always babies but you sound very mature for 26 (laughs) so because men are always babies but honestly she goes look at daddy he's still a baby i should have went true. a little bit older <laughs> but, it, but it's 100 percent true and going back to what we had said before right the men's you know emotional immaturity right do you I, have sisters one older? i have a half sister older yeah i feel like that's where it stems from well i know I've, I've done a lot of soul searching for myself and i think where it just stems from is just uh having been the last child my brother was very close to my dad and my sister was very close to my mom so and this is i shit i instilled this on myself right i just felt like i didn't relate to them as much like to each my parent right um so i rebelled a lot as a kid i was like the mischievous one i was always the one getting into trouble and like my my brother and my sister were good right so that was me seeking out validation from them and just having just that childhood made me spend a lot of time just thinking by myself for myself it's funny that you're the last child because it's giving middle child vibes actually I, I get that too i don't know what that's about yeah well because i mean i'm a middle child so i don't know if it's like bias but i feel like usually you know in general you know the first the oldest child always yeah. like gets the attention because they were the first child and they're like they set the example and they get like all that attention and then the youngest child usually gets like all because they're like the last child and they get all the attention and the love and i feel like the middle child usually kind of gets like lost in between in the sense not like lost but you just kind of fend for yourself you're very independent because every there's like two things going on above you and you're just kind of like cool i'm here i'm gonna do my thing nobody's really worried about me Mm -hmm. and then you end up being kind of like the more rebellious one you get into a lot of trouble because you kind of had that like middle i feel like when i i can always tell when someone else is a middle child because we have that same kind of um vibe but i feel like usually uh uh, the youngest because you said you're the last one right yeah but it could make sense that it'd be that way because technically she's my half sister so we have the same mom Mm -hmm. okay but i'm my dad's second child right well so had we had another one i I would have a half brother who's younger than me but i'm technically the middle because i grew up yes i don't know i mean for me i just always a lot of my personality and a lot of my like maturity comes from being the middle child Mm. because I really, even as a kid, had to, like, figure out shit for myself because I just always felt like I was, like, the independent kid. Like, I didn't cry. I didn't complain. I was just, like, there. And Mm -hmm. I feel like being that way as a kid, you take that on growing up and, like, you always kind of have that mindset of, like, looking out for yourself, you know, being very, like, into yourself and, like, knowing who you are and discovering who you are and being rebellious and stuff. Whereas when you don't have all that love and validation that an older child or, like, the youngest one kind of gets during yeah. certain stages in the childhood yeah i i mean i did get it i I think it's just because like for my dad my brother was his firstborn mm-hmm. and for my mom it was her firstborn right so then they had me which was the the last for them but i th- like they gave me the love and, and 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 stuff like that i think it was just more so myself i yeah. saw them interacting with my brother a certain way my sister with a certain way and it made me feel some type of way mm-hmm. but then i've always been like that even to this day like 
and I'm not saying this is a good thing for 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 you fellas, but I a lot of my problems, a lot of the shit that I that I go through, I keep it to myself only because I don't like instilling my burden on other people. Mm. You know, like I don't like make I don't like killing somebody else's vibe because I might be going through some type of shit, right? Well, that's me. <laughs> I was talking about that on the episode actually, but so I, I said it's because I'm a middle child that I keep everything in because, like I said, you're you don't want to bother anyone. But I think like, you guys are both like. Uh, you guys both have empathy. So I think it's for the same reasons too. Yeah. Well, I'm the last baby, so I'm like you. So, <laughs> But just hearing you guys talk on the other podcast, I think, I mean, I know that you guys have that, that you know, empathy to, to that degree. And I think a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. empathy. Well, I have another question because one of your um, pieces of advice I thought was very interesting. And it was about how... If you could be friends with your ex, it's because you still love them or you never really did. And yeah. I thought that was so powerful and so true. Yeah. Because you can't, like, if you could be friends with someone that you were so deeply in love with and were heartbroken over, like, you had to have never really loved them to be able to just go and be friends. Or you guys are still in love and you still have that connection. Mm-hmm. Like, but I agree I with that, see- but I, I don't agree with it at the same time because I feel like literal time heals at all like i i can see myself in five years not giving a shit and just being like i don't know don't you feel like after but time friends. when you need someone else or whatever like friends i'm not talking like friendly okay. i'm talking friends okay yeah because i'm friendly with all my exes and my friends like do we chill like i could never imagine myself with somebody i truly loved like chilling with them on right. a non yeah no it has to be it's, it's so true you either still love them or you never really did love them and the mm-hmm. relationship never meant enough yeah. for it to be that deep right what's your thoughts because you're the one who said the quotes well whenever or whenever you? i go through a breakup i always cut them off completely damn cold-hearted yeah and, and it's cold I think turkey that that's the best way to do it yeah it, it, it's cold turkey it's ripping off the band-aid right it's it's starting the process now rather than later um and people have a difficulty doing it i get it but you'll reap the rewards a lot sooner right mm-hmm. um the only other thing that i would say though is just i mean why i mean what exactly would you gain from still being friends with them mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean if you're ready we're going to be refraining yourself from opening to them about certain things you obviously won't talk to them about your relationship right because i'd make shit awkward right yeah um, and stuff like that but also for the for the main reason of just it's i it's going to create shit for your next relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you're still, I mean, I mean, we've said it before. It's, it's still a red flag if you're friends with an ex, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just going to cause more havoc. So just why have that potential, you know, argument or discussions that you're going to have to have with them of, you know, yeah, I'm still friends with my ex. Like, I also think it's just like delaying the obvious. Like you're exactly. not together anymore. Yeah. Like, you're either going to sleep with each other lingering? again. Or... Like what's going on? It doesn't mean like we didn't have love when we were together. But I think there's nothing wrong with just like, like there's there's no purpose anymore for us to communicate. Like I, I get it. But I also see it as this way, right? Is that you never got into a relationship to become friends That's at a given point. Mm-hmm. You got into a relationship to be with a person forever. So why would you settle for less than a relationship you know Say what i less. mean well, Why what would if you? they were friends before um well i mean if you guys were friends before you guys develop you know a romantic aspect f- yeah. for, for one another right so you guys evidently took the risk and saying like okay we're transitioning from a friendship to a relationship knowing that the risk might be exactly and that has to be discussed right yeah. and the same thing if you go you know from friends to friends with benefits you guys are also putting it at risk that you know if another partner comes along 
that you will have to start yeah. you know putting this person aside yeah. right so, so a, i, I want to ask a few like rapid questions so how do you know when it's time to break up uh, he's fuck. like well i don't have a one word fuck how do you, <laughs> yeah. like what are signs ask that what are signs question? that it's it's time to break up like it could be through what you've been through how do you know when it's time to pull the cord and stop talking cold turkey yeah i don't think there's a set like like what are some moment signs in that like time. someone can be feeling that it's like it's time to break up well a big one off the top of my head is definitely sex for sure okay you know, if ever you know you guys start having less right or it's not as good as it used to be right or um stuff like that but also if it's just the other person just doesn't stimulate you emotionally either mm -hmm. right if the things feel forced right if you know the the effort of going like on dates and stuff like that or the love languages is starting to subside and not be as prominent as it used to be like those are just signs of just effort as a whole is just not being um shown right yeah very interesting interesting points. i like that well, because you kind of see that detachment, right? And then yeah. the other person starts to feel detached too. And that's where the communication is super important because both people are noticing it, but nobody's saying anything. Mm -hmm. Right, which is making them grow apart. Exactly, rather than grow together. Rather, I just be like, hey, we obviously both know that, you know, we've been, you know, we've been acting a certain way. Like, let's talk about it, let's, you know, hash things out and let's, let's try to see where this could go. And I don't think there's anything wrong in saying like, hey, let's see, you know, what we can do. And if ever we feel like we can't fix it, then we'll part ways. Yeah. It's just being realistic. How do you know if you're settling? Um, damn, that's a good question. Can I answer? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe answer and then maybe I'll be able to bounce off of it. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I would just say how to know if you're settling is if you're still looking at what everyone else has and comparing your relationship to what other people have. Because I think if you're truly happy in a relationship, you don't compare mm. to other people because mm -hmm. you're like happy, you're satisfied, you won, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. When you're settling, I feel like you're always kind of like, well, what do you have? You know, mm -hmm. what'd you get in your happy meal? Yeah. A toy. I got a yogurt. <laughs> okay, any more questions? Well, wait, what's your... Do you have a... I feel like uh, that's solid. Like, I think... Well, yeah. I want him to answer. It's his Well, based, based, based off of that, yeah, no, I totally, I, I totally agree. If you're always looking outside rather than within, then it's, it's definitely going to catch up to you at some point. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just have to reassess where exactly your relationship is at and why exactly you're still in a relationship. Again, for the most part, it always comes back down to the communication bit, right? If ever your partner is feeling that, like, hey, like... You know, I feel like, you know, you could be putting in more effort at work or like, you know, maybe we could mm -hmm. talk about like seeing like where we're going, you know, next in life. Are we thinking about like a house or this and that or whatever? I feel that a lot of people are just not focusing what's happening in the relationship. And like mm -hmm. you said, they're outsourcing themselves, right? right? They're comparing themselves to like, you know, they just bought a house or they just had a kid or, you know, they just got engaged. But it's like, bro, like let them have yeah. their relationship. And like, let's focus on ours. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, what's the biggest mistake that you can make getting into a new relationship? uh biggest mistake is bringing your old baggage with you Ooh. you know so i think that i mean i think it goes without saying but that's that's definitely the biggest one if you're if you're going in there and and i think this is normal like initial response but if you could stop like that thought process of going too deep but obviously comparing them to you know traits of your ex Right. If you could like start avoiding that bit, because it's very easy to be like, oh, like my ex never would have mm -hmm. done that. Or, you know, this that's actually something that my ex never did. Like just like leaving that in the past and just really yeah. just, you know, starting from fresh as a new guy, because you'll be surprised how many people you'll actually be like, damn, like 
I didn't know that there was guys or girls that were like this, you know? Yeah, and me, it happened to me too. Yeah, for me, it's really like not being myself at the beginning. That's like, a, that's like huge for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also think like coming with no baggage is also like, um, I always say like anything that you've learned from your past relationship and a lot of people like they think that trust issues like a lot of people say oh i have trust issues i have trust issues and they don't realize that that's something that you can unlearn mm -hmm. like if you hold your next partner to the standards and the level of trust that you held your last partner to it's automatically gonna go wrong like you yeah. need to walk into every relationship without trust you can't go in saying i have trust issues you need to go in and say i'm willing to trust you 100 regardless of what anyone did to me in the past because mm -hmm. i don't believe that well, you're bringing should, your baggage you're bringing your baggage and some people don't see it like that they just think like oh well i have trust I'm guarded. issues. yeah i'm guarded you need to you need to work to gain my trust but i don't believe in that per se i don't believe that you should make somebody work for you to trust them because they haven't done they anything. have to trust you but you you get to like not trust. You know what I mean? So I just think, yeah, they haven't done anything to prove you otherwise. So don't come with your baggage until you. Yeah. Until they actually do something that allows you to have trust issues. With exactly. Them. That's why that's why I prefer just being straight up with the person. Right. If ever I feel like the person like being shady. Right. Or if I feel like I'm an option amongst other men, mm -hmm. like I'll tell them straight up like, hey, like, you know, we, we had a good thing going, but I just, you know, I think it's best if we just part ways kind of thing. Let's say you're talking to a girl. Will you always let them know like this is ending i'm not interested or do you just ghost like i'm wondering like what he's emotionally mature he doesn't i ghost. know but like will you i don't feel like you're a ghoster but i still wanted to ask because i no. feel like sometimes people will be like well i don't feel like i owe them a explanation because then it then they're just gonna bounce back the energy of like okay well it's not mm -hmm. like i actually cared because sometimes people get in defense mode mm -hmm. yeah. when you like tell them like look this isn't gonna be a thing and yeah. it's like why well, like i never seen your i never to begin with. thought yeah. it was gonna be a thing anyways when yeah. they did well i prefer me myself to be the one that's ghosted because it just makes it easier than having to break you down the news be ghosted yeah it just makes it oh. so much easier you, you want to be ghosted yeah that's horrible it's no. horrible to be ghosted no because they're the ones gonna who are gonna be missing out on me okay, okay. I don't want to be ghosted. I'm going to be real. Yeah, I don't want to be ghosted. I feel like when you're ghosted, it's really a time in your life where you, you're you really like reevaluating. Yeah. You're like, what did I do wrong? You start thinking I? of like, when it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. You should be like, I, it's just not the person for me. They didn't yeah. see my value. Exactly. But a lot of the times, like, we're going to be like, you know. It's normal to bruise the ego. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, for sure. No, I don't normal. like my ego bruised. Yeah, no, I get that. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, if you know you're a bad bitch, you're a bad bitch. And that's it. Um, you know what I, I read actually that honestly, now that I'm about to say it out loud has nothing to do with what we're saying. Nothing we ever say but has anything to do. I saw something that was saying like, um, you know, if somebody would come up to you and tell you like, oh, your hair is blonde, you would be like, well, no, I know my hair is not blonde. And mm -hmm. no matter how many times people come up to you and tell you your hair is blonde, you're going to know that your hair is not blonde. Well, is my hair blonde or brown? <laughs> That's brown. Point. It's brown. <laughs> okay. But, um, because we like when when people were programmed no so when people are telling you something that you know for a fact is not true you're never going to believe what they're saying but yet when somebody comes up to you and says like oh you're ugly even though you don't believe that you're ugly suddenly you start going like 
wait, am I ugly? You start looking in the mirror, like, wait, is it me? You start looking back onto yourself. But when you're confident and you know 100%, you know who you are and no one can tell you otherwise, it doesn't matter who's coming and say what to you and making you feel a certain way. You know, at the end of the day, you're hot, you're a brunette and you're a bad bitch, you know? Wow, interesting. So I thought it was so interesting that when you're not 100% confident in something, people can sway your opinion on how you feel. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you're like factually, I have blonde hair, no one can come up to me and tell me I have blue hair because I know I have blonde. And it should be the same way in how you see your self-worth. It should be the same way in how you see your looks and how you carry yourself. Like no one can come up to you and say you're stupid because you know you're smart. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't affect you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Wow, and I think that's really interesting. Kind of like going with ghosting, like it makes us think back and ourselves like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? But then it's like, if you're so confident, you know exactly who you are factually. Like I'm cool. I'm smart. I'm pretty. I'm this, this, this no matter how somebody acts with you or what they say to you, it shouldn't change that because it's fact. And if they ghost you, then you never wanted to be with them in the first place because that that would have been a direct line with not having good communication. Small dick energy. Small dick energy and like a bad ego trip. Okay. Yeah. 911, I don't know. I'm being ghosted. (laughs) Okay, well, I feel like we gave... Wait, hold on a second. You have your quotes. You have like your quote of the day. Oh, hard hitting quotes. You have your hard hitting quotes. Yeah. So grab the phone and say your hard quote quote quote. Your hard quote 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 My hard quote quote. I'm gonna say that in my next video. Quote of the day. There's always one that I refer to all the time. Okay, what is it? Hit it. It's uh, hold on. We're not getting to the camera when I say it. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> I'm a child. Has nothing to do with relationships though. Actually, That's kind fine. of. Okay. So you're talking to your ex girlfriend. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. I'm gonna be talking to a friend. Um. The the fuck okay hold on give me a second the phone is throwing you off eh <laughs> oh yeah the quote is it's always easy to say it when you're not on the phone <laughs> the quote is um nothing in life lasts forever not even pain but only going through pain and suffering does one person truly grow mm. they hung up they hung up they had Mic nothing dropped. to say phone drop that's Deep. that's so good but that's that's one that i hold to home because that's what i that's what i say is, it one is last true time to me, that nothing in life lasts forever not even pain but only through pain and suffering does one person truly grow deep i guess i have to remember that the next time i'm like you know pissed about something well that's <laughs> that's growing. how that's when i when i first heard that quote it, it hit so home because when i was going through all my shit there was a point where i did contemplate you know suicide right and um you're gonna make us get into this at an hour and 27 minutes yes. so. okay, hold on now i have to rush to close the episode no wait no no don't worry about it don't worry about it it's, well, it's, wait, it's not that deep let's talk about that for a little bit uh but uh, yeah but that when was, was that how old were you that was like at the when like when i was doing all my tiktoks and stuff like that at the very beginning after after the breakup because again i was feeling confused it was i i knew i had potential for great things i always had like an entrepreneurial spirit i didn't think i was meeting what i what i knew i was capable of achieving right and then with the breakup and all that it just seemed like it was a lot just easier to just kind of give up right it's heavy Um, yeah Yeah. but then again i and i i could even show you guys afterwards i have like a list of voice memos that i have and it's just me talking to myself and i'm calling myself a pussy i'm calling myself a victim I'm, i'm telling all the things that you know, a friend would be the type to tell me these kind of things, right? But I was just being honest with myself. 
kind of friends do you have uh, fucking pussy <laughs> no but but that, that's the accountability aspect of right. things right like Looking if my at yourself through a different yeah and you know like i would hype up you know hype up my boy the same way i'd be like bro like you know like look at you like this is you know this is what you are this is what you're capable of you're you know you're, you're capable of great things and stuff like that and it's just you know putting it back in their faces which is what i did to me right and basically going so why weren't your voice notes that why were they the opposite so that you can re-listen to them and be like, you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is what I'm grateful for. This, You're like, well, <laughs> there's always room new, to grow. New, new voice memos. Yeah. Um, I don't like, know. How do you feel when you listen to them? Does it, does it say like, does it make you feel like, look how far I've come? Or is it like, yeah. does it bring you back to that point? No, 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 okay. never. I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on being angry or sad for more than like five minutes at a time okay that's deep though i don't even know how to follow up that yeah that, that answer i'm sorry do you have like any um advice for anyone who might be feeling that way like they can overcome it do you say it's something you're working on every single day have you fully mm -hmm. healed from it i just asked 45 questions <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i think w one thing that's good is you know journaling is definitely something that could help you could do voice memos and stuff like that but just you know, have realistic conversations with, you know, yourself, right? Just be honest, be your own best friend, right? Be your own backup, be your own bestie and just uh, move along that way. Because at the end of the day, regardless of how, you know, how many friends you have or how close you are with your family, you are the only person that could hold yourself accountable to the extent that you need to be held accountable to, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because um, as much as I think my friends might know me, I know myself better, mm -hmm. right? So, and again, I, I'm not one to want to burden other people and having to listen to my problems. And at the end of the day, you got to pick up your balls and you, you do have to do something about it. So don't be the victim. Be the one who overcomes shit. Write things down. Talk to yourself, even if it you know turns out nasty. But at the end of the day, just be real with yourself. Wow. Interesting. And do you feel like all like the hard things that you've gone through is what like fueled you and it's keep keeps fueling you to create content that helps other people yeah definitely i mean look i've been broken up with i've been broke i've been you know i've been overweight and like in a whole bunch of things right so i've i feel like i've experienced the lowest lows mm -hmm. and those are what fuel me to be on my highest highs right but there's always room for progress i'm far from perfect and i never will be and i'm okay with that because at least it always gives me something to want to chase, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but there are always days that I have to hold myself accountable. Do I always want to make TikTok videos? No. Do I always want to, you know, just overall do what I want to do? Absolutely not. But at a certain point, if you feel like you're destined for more, then you just got to hold yourself accountable and be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I have one last question. Yeah. What's your dream? We're going to need two episodes. What? Yeah. What's your dream? Um for right or now goal, yeah goal. for for right now well it's doing things like this right it's just reading uh reaching more and more people and helping as much people as we can on a on a bigger and grander scale of things right because at the end of the day i mean who knows the impact we're going to have right but there's mm -hmm. definitely going to be if not you know I'll, you know at least one person then at least we did our Job. human duty right mm -hmm. and i think that's what we kind of distance ourselves lately in the past past few years yeah. we've lost touch i think that's been also our biggest goal even starting the podcast it's been really like if we can make someone learn something if we could just make somebody laugh mm -hmm. like we did our job yeah. yeah you know yeah and what the end goal is going to be we don't know but just enjoy the process enjoy the journey right enjoy every single episode and 
if ever you know it's to become its own you know station on tv then so be it but it doesn't have to be the end goal right it could just be part of your guys's journey mm -hmm. yeah wow great talk sergio yeah. <laughs> sergio he definitely talks i do well thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate you coming we really enjoyed what you had to say here today mm -hmm. i feel like everyone's gonna leave with a lot of value with so much to learn everything has everybody has something to take away from this episode mm -hmm. um so guys if you want to follow him you can find him on tiktok on instagram what's your handle sergio.talks it's sergio's.talks okay. but the most important part is coming to listen to chemical x <laughs> that's what we like don't worry i didn't have a gun to his head when he said that <laughs> like, off camera she did <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you so much we really appreciate you coming on and thank guys you. don't forget to like subscribe follow and yeah thank you so much you guys are more than welcome thank you for having me that's a wrap that was amazing holy fuck we could have gone on for like I three know. hours a lot of people get stressed coming on I'm like don't worry we could talk for days really yeah. okay good that was really good